Hey, 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 welcome to another episode of Halos in the Infield Baseball Network with your host, Todd Fox, and the other host of the show. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Randy Yaj, a.k.a. Fast Times Under the Halo. Hell yeah, Randy's here. But we're missing one. He's on uh, He's on assignment. We put a, we designated him for assignment for this show. BFA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fernando's on the road on this one, so he'll be with us uh, later in the week to do another pod. But uh, on this pod... We're going to catch you up on the uh, on the happenings going on, not only with the Angels making some free agent pickups to the bullpen, but also uh, maybe some future transactions, and then also talking about some of the free agent signings that have gone elsewhere that were rumored to either be coming here or to other teams. There's been quite a few surprises and something different from the CBA uh, that uh, we weren't expecting uh after it's been signed so we'll get into all that and plus what randy's going to add to because he's got he did his some of his homework here t- for this uh, show and so did i so let's get going randy what what's one of the first topics you want to hit on dude well uh well i want to uh tap on what perry was saying in that interview uh, in the booth the other day okay about how he's not done you know signing talent yet that's at least that's what i got from the interview mm-hmm and I'm thinking, man, you you know, you got a guy, a guy like Cueto sitting out there, dude. Mm. I mean, I know he had a big contract, you know, the last time. But like we were just saying off air, you know, he's like 36 years old. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if we can get him under $10 million, you know, right around that 7 to $8 million range, I don't see why we don't go after that. I mean, you slot him into like the third or fourth spot in that rotation, you know, cut the pressure off of Sandoval and a guy like Dentmer's lower down, you know, in the rotation. Dude, that would be a lethal fucking rotation, dude. It absolutely would. I mean, you have other starters in there. Uh, you know, uh, who's the guy we got? Um, not Sorensen, the guy from the Reds. Oh, uh, Bradley. No, the other. No, he got Bradley was from the Fields. Uh, this, oh, this, that's right. The starter. I'm. I don't know why I'm blanking on his name. Um, yeah, but but you have. Well, I'll pull it up right now. But what you have right now is you got Noah. You got uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, you got Noah Syndergaard, you got Otani one and two, and they were trying to hint towards uh, the uh, the fact that they wanted uh, Syndergaard to be number two and Otani to be going up against Verlander for the opening day, uh, you know, the start. And I'm like, ah, I don't know about that, man. I I really want to take the pressure off Otani, uh, mm-hmm. but uh, you know the way the way it is right now was was starters. Uh, oh, Michael Lorenzen, that's who it is. Lorenzen, okay. Yeah, yeah, I keep forgetting because we got him like right after uh, <laughs> Noah, and it was such a long time ago. He does. He seems to slip under that radar, man. Yeah, but I mean, as it stands, I mean, I'm I'm happy with the rotation, what they got right now, and then the bullpen upgrades. We'll get into that in a minute. But I really like uh, the fact that what you're saying, if they were going to get Cueto, they could go with a six man rotation with Detmir six, Sandoval fifth, and then you'd have Lorenz in fourth, and then you could go third Cueto second Otani or Syndergaard flip them that's a hell of a rotation hell of a rotation yeah exactly something that this team has lacked in over the last <laughs> seven years because what you said as far as oh seven eight million dollars for Cueto consider what we paid for Trevor Cahill and Julio Teron Cueto would be a huge <laughs> update this year. You, know, you feel like we'd have to pay Cueto more than that, you know? Yeah, no kidding. This doesn't feel right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure Cueto would be like, didn't you pay those morons like <laughs> like 15? Because you know? I'm pretty sure he'd deserve it. No kidding. Yeah, yeah. So um, what what are your impressions on the bullpen so far, man? The, the, the pickups of Bradley and, and... – I mean – you want to like, you talk about a guy like Bradley? Like this is what I got off Bradley uh, as I, when I was looking up uh, some of his stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a back end guy, and uh, fifty innings pitched, just a little over fifty innings pitched last year with a three point seven ERA, dude. Mm. The only thing with him is he missed time with two oblique strains last year. So I'm I'm hoping that's not something that's gonna you know creep up this season. So you know. That's- Okay. Oh, no, it's just saying injury bug is something you may have to look out for with him. Yeah, exactly. I, I, I was hoping that we didn't have, you know, any issues with that because 
what we're going to see in this preseason moving forward out of spring training with abbreviated spring training, no pitchers and catchers reporting, there's a high risk for injury and no stretching. But the fact that we don't – a good thing that we have on our side this year is we don't have that old training staff. We have a brand-new right. training staff from Atlanta – so hopefully that's a different, uh, you know, we have a different scenario here where everyone comes out pretty healthy, at least at least for April, giving us a chance. But uh, but those obliques are nothing to be played with. Um, Ryan Tapera is another guy who has been ERA of under three, and mm-hmm. he's about two and a half, a uh, very solid setup to uh, setup guy in the, in the White Sox bullpen. You add those two guys just by themselves, man, and they're a huge upgrade for any bullpen. Oh yeah, and you, uh, you the Ryan. Uh, it, from what I was reading, it looked like he got he had stints with like three different teams last year, mm-hmm. and he still was shutting it down. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, that 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 seems like a guy we could, you know you know back into the rotation, even a mid uh you know a middle relief guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just doesn't seem like anything phases that guy. I mean. You got him moving city to city to city in one city, and he's just sitting there freaking throwing his balls off, dude. I mean, come on. <laughs> that's the that's epi- a guy. That's a guy that's focused. Yeah, yeah. That's an epitome of a hired gun, right? Like you just mm-hmm. he, has no, he has no uh, he doesn't care where he's sleeping at night. He's just I got exactly. Go <laughs> Gamer, man. Um. Yeah. So you have now a bullpen of Andrew wants. Uh. You know, I don't know if all these guys are gonna make the roster. That's a problem. You know, the right. open roster. I mean, you got uh, Butters, you got, uh, you know, Ty Buttry, our boy, um, Andrew Wants, you got Austin Warren, you got uh, Quejeda, uh, Suarez, because I'm pretty sure he's going to come out of the bullpen. You got Tapera now, uh, you know, uh, Inglesias, Loop. Uh, it's just this. <laughs> last season or the year before, bro, what were we were saying? Like, like, like who who's gonna be coming out of the bullpen? Like like what kind of options do we have? We got crappy pitchers. Uh, the starters are gonna get you know blown out, so we're gonna be heavily rely on the bullpen. Mm-hmm. Now it looks like that's the strength of the team. The rotation looks good. Matt Wise is the pitching coach, full term now. What what do you think in Randy's mind? Is this is, what, do, what do you think this team's gonna be capable of this year? ERA. Yeah, I, yeah, I think well. Starting rotation, I mean, we just got – really got to see how, you know, Tani's going to replicate what he did last year. Mm-hmm. You know, if Syndergaard at that arms – or that or that elbow, I should say, is ready. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody else, I think, you know, it's just a matter of, you know, getting through the season healthy. I, I think that's, that's Sandoval's biggest thing because he was pitching lights out last year. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it's like you said, man, it, you know, if his starters can get through five, six innings, and we can turn it over to the bullpen, like like you said, it's going to be our strength. Mm-hmm. Because if you if you look at the uh, the guys we have in there this year compared to the guys we had in there last year, the guys in there this year would have made up the number one bullpen in all of Major League Baseball last year. Yeah, the Angels had the twenty fourth ranked bullpen in all of Major League Baseball last year. So you can't tell me you know you drop nineteen even if you're a top five bullpen. You go from 24 to number five, dude, I tell you right now, as long as you're winning those games, you know, because you don't want to be turning over your bullpen, you know, down, you know, seven, nothing or whatever. Mm-hmm. But if you're if you're turning over to the bullpen and you're winning those games, I guarantee you this ball club's winning 90 plus games and we're in the postseason, dude. I agree with you because, I mean, you had so many blown, blown saves last year. I think mm-hmm. the bullpen ranked dead last or near dead last for the first three months of the season. The ERA was high. It didn't really come into its own to the end of the season when you got all the young guys up there. Hergott was another guy that came in, uh, you know, did a good job. So I think there's a lot to look forward to as far as a bullpen. And I'm with you, man. Those starters give us five to six innings. We should be in good shape. And the bullpen will save us on some games where maybe, you know, uh, it's three to one. We're just not scoring. But then we just have a breakout inning and put a four spot up and boom, you're in a safe situation. So. And and they have the offense to do that. Now we know that there's a couple dry spots, meaning shortstop and catcher, but um, I think the rest of the lineup looks pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. Uh, with all that being said, because we touched on that last podcast, what do you think, bro? Our chances are because we kind of established that I don't think Oakland slash Vegas is going to be there with us. We don't think Texas is going to be there with us, but 
Seattle, we think we can have a good shot at. We're even. But with Houston losing Correa, do you think we have a shot at Houston this year? See, that's tough because, you know, we sit here all the time when we talk about baseball, Mm -hmm. about how one player is not going to make you or break you. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, there there may be a, a difference with that team. But, I mean, the overall makeup of the Houston Astros, man, I mean, they're a solid squad. They are. And, and, and I really feel like – because they didn't, they didn't really go out and spend a shit ton of money in free agency this season. I, all I know is they re-signed a couple guys. I didn't see yeah. adding anybody, really. Right. Pretty much. And I, honestly, they didn't really need to. I mean, I, I mean, they were probably waiting for Correa, obviously. But, I mean, that team is solid, man. You know, I really think, you know, with the team that we're putting together – and the team that Seattle's putting together, it's like you said, it's a three-man race. Mm-hmm. And um, it's like, like I said, I don't think what, what – and we say all the time, one person's not going to make you or break you. So I don't think that's going to really phase Houston all that much. But, you know, we're, as far as the Angels go, we just got to worry about ourselves, you know. Hopefully we're not looking up too far at Houston, you know, throughout the season. We just got to try and keep up. The main focus for this year, though, is to try and get that wild card spot, I believe. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if we're ready ready for division champ. I think it's really going to take a, a big implosion by Houston. But I think, like you said, with Seattle, I think that's our main competition right now. Yeah, I, <laughs> I think at times if Houston gets off to a good start with Dusty Baker, uh, you know, they're always going to be – his teams are going to be good. But they're like 10 games out. Yeah, you stick with Seattle and just don't even worry about the rest of the league. Just – know that if you get that second spot in that division, you're going to be in the postseason. And, Absolutely. Yeah, and, and I think we need to wet our whistle. I'm right there with you, man. we got to get in the postseason, and then then we aim higher next season. But, you know, yeah. crazier things, I'm not going to write them off for the division because I know they got Verlander. I'm not too worried about him, uh, but I but they have young arms like McCullers and a couple other guys we brought up last year that just are solid. And like you said, they – they have a solid team. They have a solid farm system. Um, they're going to be hard to knock off. Uh, I mean, we really have to be playing our best ball to catch them. So, oh, yeah. But, but if it happens, I mean, I've seen stranger things happen. So <laughs> uh, you know, I'm all for it for, for sure. But, uh, but definitely it's going to be a fun division. Um, the rest of the American League is beefed up. Um, I know uh, Fernando mentioned that, you know, next season we're going to be able to play all the teams in baseball, which is really freaking cool. Yeah, we know more that uh, oh, you're just playing one division this year, like we're doing this year. It's like no, you're playing everybody, and that's freaking. Mm-hmm. And then uh, you know all the rule changes with the shifts and stuff, so you're gonna see a lot more averages go up, and so maybe next year's a year, you know, where we could pop off. But guys, like I mean, there's to me, Trout, Rendon, and uh, okay, let me ask you this: out of these four guys, who do you think has the most pressure to repeat? their prior success or last year's success walsh otani trout or rendon oh this is easy rendon rendon okay okay yeah i mean because you got you figure he came in what 2020 yes that was his first year shortened season Mm -hmm. um some say he was well on his way i mean that's easy to say but you know he could also slumped off somewhere along the line in 162 game season that's true. But, you know, that's 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 here nor there. Um, and then you had last year where he was injured. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we got $245 million invested in man. We'd like to see at least a complete season, you know, similar or somewhat close to what you did in Washington. Mm-hmm. I mean, so, yeah, I mean, $245 million, seven years. Now you're going into the third year of that deal. You know, it would be nice to see something. Yeah. So I, I really think it's Rendon. Okay. I was just thinking Trout because, you know, he has that larger than life American superstar. And then, you know, you got that. And then you got Otani with his, uh, you know, world superstar, you know, and he put on a brilliant season last year. But can he come close to that this year? Hopefully, maybe get more RBIs because I'd love for him not to have 45 homers and 90 RBIs. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Yeah, and then that uh, means guys got to get on base too. 
Yeah, and I actually I, I put Walsh in there, and I don't know why I did because I think he's got the easiest job. Everyone overlooks him, dude. You know, like they're oh, yeah. like, oh, let's pitch to the other guys, and I think that's where Walsh could have a really nice season this year. Especially if you got a healthy Trout in the lineup the whole yeah. year. If you got a healthy Trout and a healthy Rendon, my God, dude! Like if because yeah. I was saying it in the last post game, if if Rendon can hit you thirty homers and a hundred and five RBIs with a 260, 280 average and getting his walks in between. Damn, that's like, to me, that's an MVP, even if Trout or or Otani have better numbers because you've been waiting for that at third base. Oh, yeah. So. That'll definitely net you comeback player of the year. Absolutely. You should. <laughs> I mean, unless someone else does something else crazy, but. Uh, yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Um, so what about your your lineup? What, what to me, or to, to you, what is a bigger hole Shortstop or catcher right now for the Angels? <sighs> Considering all players that could be plugged in. Well, you know, like I harped on Stassi last week, mm-hmm. but um, I would have to say it was shortstop because, if, like I said, if Stassi can play 100-plus games, mm-hmm. then he, he's all right in my book. Okay. You know, he's, he's not an all-star, superstar catcher, but he's serviceable, you know, uh, but it's just you got to play a hundred at least a, for me a you know catcher. I would say at least a hundred fifteen hundred twenty games. You know, give the other guy the other forty or whatever, give her some time off. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, I think it's shortstop. Although Rojas is starting to show. Wait, is, is Rojas a shortstop or is he an outfielder? He's basically anything. He plays all okay. infield and all outfield. Yeah. Well, he's he's showing us a little something this spring, so. I mean, if you wanted to platoon Rojas and maybe Duffy at short, mm-hmm. although, I mean, and this is just me, and I'll probably get my head ripped off of this one by Halo fam. <laughs> but, I mean, if he was to show a decent uh, spring, I would be I would be okay with putting Duffy at second and putting Fletch at shortstop. The short, uh, Fletch has already said he'll play anywhere. He don't give a shit. <laughs> yeah, and, and Madden likes him anywhere in the infield too. So you mm-hmm. always have that option. And then uh, you also got Mayfield in the mix. So there someone's gonna be asked out, unfortunately. And yeah. then I mean, catch- someone's gotta someone's gotta show up. Yeah, yeah. And my thing is I know you paid you just paid Suzuki uh one point seven five, but you brought in Austin Roman as well. I'm I <laughs> Austin Roman is not the best catcher in the world. Let's just put that out there either. But I think he's miles ahead of Kurt Suzuki, or at least what Suzuki did last year. Why didn't they do that first? Why didn't they just say, hey, let's give Romine a shot, see what he could do, you know? Yeah, it's – with Suzuki, I mean, there's obviously a relationship there between him and Perry. There might even be a relationship there between him and Artie. I mean, Artie probably likes him a shit ton too. But I really think it's just familiar – I still can't say that word. (laughs) I don't know why. That all we uh, with the air. <laughs> yeah, with that with the entire pitching staff. I mean, I mean, I don't know why else you would give what a thirty-nine-year-old guy. I don't know. I think that's yeah. thirty-eight, thirty-nine-year-old catcher. I mean, I think he was labeled like one of the worst defensive catchers in all of baseball last year. Well, yeah, he led the league in throwing the ball to center field. <laughs> He had the hardest time getting the ball to second base. So he's uh, in the wrong sport at this age. You need to go play in the NFL. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, go deep. It's like, no. Don't <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, yeah. I, I, I with the options you brought up, second base seems to be the more. You know, you can interchange guys at least. Well, on catcher right now, it's like either Stassi or Suzuki, and it's the same thing yeah. we had last year. And we got to trust that Stassi can ball out and hit some homers this year because he was inconsistent a lot, but he did have some stretches where he, you know, he hit some homers and got on base. And, you know, he just never he didn't put it all together all year. And then Suzuki was one of those guys where you're, you're like, okay, easy out. And then he would just shock you with a double down the line every now and then. But Right. I'll tell you right now, the best scenario to play out coming out of the spring mm-hmm. would be that Matt – am I saying this right? Matt Face – Thice. Thice. Matt Thice shines. Mm-hmm. And he and, and they had no choice but say, like, okay, uh, sorry, this is this is our backup catcher. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I mean, no, Suzuki's no. not even in camp right now, is he? I mean, isn't he? Uh, wasn't he designated for assignment? No, he's in. He's in camp. He's in camp. Oh, okay. But my my thing is, um, yeah, I mean, if if Dice were to hit anywhere consistently and and be at least a decent catcher or a catcher that they're happy with, uh, you know, having a catcher from the left side and one from the right would be amazing to have. Oh yeah, pitch hitting situations or late in games when you see like a they're going to go to their bullpen, which is mostly righties, and you could force their hand with a lefty. That'd be great to have, you know, another option out there. And if somehow, some way, Taylor Ward made the team, you could use him as a third catcher if you were to take out, you know, uh, Suzuki early in the game or stat or Stassi. So there's ways to play it. Uh, just the roster spots having enough on the team. I don't know if they're going to be able to do it because there's so much for, for a long time. Uh, the angels really haven't had that kind of uh, depth and now they have it. So we'll just have to see who, who balls out. And, and like you said last week, next man up mentality. If you don't. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So with that being said, I thought last week that Trevor's story would fall into the angels laps. Whose laps did he fall into today? <laughs> oh, goddamn Red Sox, man. Red Sox, yes. Uh, he pulled in, what, a seven-year 160? Something like that? Or five And you years. know the, the Rockies, I think, offered him right around the same amount? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, but, uh, he was for done. For him, to go to a winner, I guess. Yeah, he was done with the Rockies. Uh, you know, yeah. it's proven we've talked about how bad that organization's been run and what kind of how they've been snake-bitten. But it was kind of funny how – um, I was told that, you know, the Red Sox didn't really have the money to go after Freeman. And mm-hmm. Freeman got the same 160 from the Dodgers. Yep. So you so you don't want to get that first baseman in, which I think, dude, Freddie Freeman in Boston's way more effective than Freddie Freeman in Dodger Stadium. Yeah. Because right? mm-hmm. Dodger Stadium's a pitcher's ballpark. You got that short perch in right field, the e- easier AL pitching. That you'd have to face? I mean, dude, I, I, don't know, I don't know why he went to L.A., bro. I, I think that's actually a mistake. I just think he wanted to come home, man. I, I, that's the only reason I think he took that deal. Wow. Because I don't know why he wouldn't have wanted to say it in Atlanta. Yeah, or or go to Boston. Yeah. Because either – I mean, look, he's already cemented his legacy in Atlanta. There's some fans that want to retire his number. You're a World Series champion there. If he would have went to Boston and helped them win a World Series, I mean, you already know any player from Boston, you you help them win a World Series. Like even Johnny Damon, he's forever a Red Sox, even though he spent most of his career in New York. Yep. So <laughs> that's that's just how that goes. Yeah, but, you win a championship in Boston, man. You're a Boston whatever for life. Exactly. They give you some kind of funky nickname, and there you go. Yep. But one thing I wanted to ask you, though, have, have you noticed – about these new free agent signings that they're not as high as they were prior to the CBA. We've seen yeah. over 2 million. It's all about 150, 120, 160. Coincidence? Man, I don't know, dude. And, and, and the length of some of these deals, and, and to be real honest with you, where some of these guys ended up, mm-hmm. it's like you got Chris Bryant going to what, Colorado? Yeah. It's like, wait a minute. Why? I don't understand why you would get Chris Bryant and let Trevor Story walk. I mean, you're obviously not built in, uh, building a winner there, which is bringing in Chris Bryant. It's the same thing in Minnesota with Correa, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll tell you right now, none of this shit that they're doing, especially in Minnesota, screams win- uh, we want to win. Especially given a superstar shortstop, a fucking three-year deal that he can opt out after, what, year one? Year one, yeah. What the fuck? That, yeah. All that tells me is Minnesota's in it for a cash grab. Bo- both parties are in it for a cash grab. It, you know that'll that's going to beef up Minnesota's ticket revenue at the beginning of the season. It's gonna it's probably beefing up their fucking jersey sales right now. Yeah, but that shit ain't gonna help you a goddamn bit when the dog days of July and August roll around and the fucking Twins are back in fourth place. And that's and then Correa is looking at his watch, you know. How he always does, and counting his hundred dollar bill stacks, like I'm out of here in about five months. Yeah, <laughs> I'm back on the market. Let me let yeah. me get mine. You know, probably back in Houston on a fat contract. 
you know, you never know because Houston oh. didn't spend money this year. So, mm-hmm. you know, if, if I think you're right. If Minnesota's not contending, he's counting the days to where he's off the Twins. Yeah, I mean, that signing made no fucking sense, dude. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you're looking to win, why the hell would you go to Minnesota? I don't know. I mean, like, they had a decent team for most of the year last year, but, I mean, getting rid of Donaldson and other guys and just replacing with Correa, yeah, Correa could be an upgrade. Yeah. You have a hole at third base, uh, you know, as much as people don't want to hear about it, but Nelson Cruz is a pretty damn good all-star still to this point in his career. He went on another deal, so he's a big bat that the Twins lost. He had a big year again last year for them. So, yeah, I really didn't see them upgrade. They didn't really do no upgrading in the pitchings. I mean, Barrios was good and everything, signing him back, but you you have to contend with the White Sox, man, and I think yeah. the, the White Sox are going to – they know they fell short last year. I think Larusa's out for blood this year. That division's theirs to lose. So I think if the Twins can't compete, they, maybe they do a fire sale, bro, at the deadline. Oh, that would. Oh God. <laughs> I mean, it. <laughs> I mean, if that's the case, come July, dude. I mean, you can't do nothing but just laugh at that shit, dude. Yeah. It's like really, you just get you just gave a superstar a hundred million dollars, and now here you are, what four months later pretty much dismantling the entire damn team. It could come. You might as well get rid of him too. (laughs) It could come down to that because I mean, think about it. If they let some of those lesser teams in that division creep up on them, like your tigers who are obviously making strides at getting better. They're a real young baseball team. I'm not going to mention that sorry sack of shit organization in Cleveland. I refuse to name them at all this year. (laughs) They're they're worthless to me. Uh, the Royals, I think, are building on something. And I think that was smart bringing Grinky back for fans oh, yeah. and for but. And it's not like he's going to teach the guys anything because he don't talk to nobody. But, <laughs> but I think he, they can learn things by watching him, and that's a mm-hmm. young, fun team to watch. So if you don't watch it and you don't perform, the Twins could, like you said, find themselves in third or fourth place because those three young teams might be hungry enough to make the next step. And uh, but I think that's White Sox division to lose. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, White Sox are stacked. Yeah. Um, it's gonna be a very fun American League this year. Um, what do you? What teams do you think are gonna be a thorn in the Angels' side besides the Mariners, or just maybe a surprise team in your mind? Oh man, uh, well, probably Boston. Of course, Boston's always a fucking thorn in our side. <laughs> Uh, gotta watch out for them Yankees, man. I mean, they're not the they're not the evil empire of old, but you know they can still be the Yankees every once in a while. So true, true. Oh, that one's it's hard. I mean, outside of our division, mm-hmm. Toronto maybe. That's a team I've been circling. You know, I someone posted on on Instagram and they tagged us about Toronto's uh, overall lineup. And mm-hmm. I I don't see a weak spot in that lineup. Uh, they're, they're tough. Yeah, and, and their starting pitching is fairly good, but their bullpen is even better. Yep. So, um, and I, I – wait, didn't Barrios go there? I mixed him up, right? He's not on the Twins no more. He's on the Blue Jays, right? I, I think you know I – what? I have to look that up. I think I messed that one up, dude. Uh, yeah, you could look that one up but right now. But uh, Toronto is a dangerous baseball team. That East Division, along with Tampa Bay, uh, is – is. I mean, I feel bad for the Orioles, dude. They're, they can't compete for – like the first game of the season, they're pretty much eliminated, dude. There's like – there's no way they're going to catch up <laughs> with any of those teams, dude. I it's mean, like that joke, you know, if the season would have started, you know, two or three weeks late, they would have already been out of contention. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Man. I, I do you remember do you remember when Houston first came over to the to the AL West? And they were terrible. Oh, yeah. Remember they were like they were like ten games out already at, by the end of April. I remember they first came out like, oh sweet, another team for the Halos to beat up on. Yeah, now I'm like, damn, they should stay <laughs> the central, man. <laughs> and yes, Jose Barrios is in Toronto. Yeah, I messed up on that one. I was thinking of him in, in Minnesota. But, yeah, they got a nice rotation along with, uh, you know, I'm, I'm blanking on the other names besides Ryu, but they've got a nice rotation, a, a pretty decent bullpen. They're gonna I mean, score. they were a tough team last year. Yeah, they're going to score a lot of runs, dude. Oh, yeah. A lot of runs. 
And I think that team is hungry. Yeah, they are. They are. And and they deserve it up there in Toronto. Yep. Um, but man, uh, it's, it's going to be a real fun baseball season. And my expectations from last year and the year before aren't even close to what they are this year. And, and my, right. I, my hype and excitement, I wasn't hyped during the damn lockout, but now that we got baseball, you know, I sat down and watched an entire preseason game today. I'm in, I'm into it, man. I'm, I'm, I'm there. I'm ready. You know, and, and what are your, how, how much are you ready for this season compared to the last couple of seasons, bro? Oh man. Uh, well, compared to how we were starting, starting off the last off season, spending, you know, hitting the bargain bins and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I hate that shit. And I, and I get it. Sometimes it just has to be done. You know, being a Jets fan, I've seen it done plenty of times. Yeah. By the way, we're kicking ass in free agency this year. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, uh, I, I really love what Perry's done with this team in the last few months. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, we were we were sitting here bitching about, you know, big signings as far as the starting rotation goes. But I mean, that Cindergard signing, if he I mean, if he plays to his capability, could be probably the most underrated signing of the off you know, the whole entire offseason, man. I mean, because he I mean beforehand, before he got his injury, I mean, he was a stud. Oh yeah. So um but I'll tell you right now, the, with Reed Detmers, with Canning going on the 60-day uh, IL, this is his fucking chance, Todd, right now to st- start his quote-unquote Rookie of the Year campaign and make sure Griffin Canning never sees the inside of Angel Stadium ever again. True. That is- and I, I really feel like we got to – this is right – I don't know if you could trade a guy while he's injured. But when he when he gets back to being healthy, I really think it's time to start looking for a suitor for Griffin Canning and trade him now while his trade value is high because it's all. I mean, if he's an injury prone guy, I mean, it's just going to continue hurting his value. Yeah, or if or if maybe he just needs to change his change his scenery and he can get going yeah. somewhere else. Uh, that's why I've said with a, with a guy like Jaime Bieria because it seems like his chance was a couple seasons ago, but. Last year, he barely got on, but he was coming down the stretch really good. I just, with a log jam of pitching now and the other youth, youthful guys coming up, I would have to say Canning and Jaime are, guy, are perfect trade candidates to have a fresh start somewhere else, to be given a chance to hit the rotation sooner somewhere else to where they don't have to ride the AAA bandwagon, come up, and then get pushed back down again. So. Right. You know, yeah, I would I would like those guys to get another chance, but I just don't think it's going to be as starters for the Angels. I just don't. And uh, I'm with you on that. Both have talent, but can they stay healthy? Mm-hmm. Um, as we move closer to the season, we're going to see some guys, unfortunately, get designated for assignment or sent down. I mean, we saw Packy Naughton. I don't know if he's cleared waivers. I don't know if you've heard anything about that, but I'm hoping he'll accept the assignment. I would love for that dude to stay in Anaheim. Uh, but we just have to uh, see what happens in the next few days because I, I would really hate for them to give up on him. He showed some flashes last year uh, right. pitching down the stretch when, when when given an opportunity. But, again, he could be another trade piece because, you know, he's not going to get past Reed. You know, Reed is obviously better. Uh, so Younger. Yeah, younger. So there's a, there's a lot to do, like that Perry's got to consider before the season kicks off here pretty soon. And, and, uh, and it's a good problem to have, really. Oh, yeah, yeah. I because, mean, it's like I was saying in the chat, and, you know, and someone didn't agree with me, but it's, it's the old saying, you know, you can never have enough great pitching. Mm-hmm. You know, whether you're using it or you're trading it away, you know, for other uh, areas of need, you can never have enough good fucking arms, man. See, I'm hoping two things happen. I'm hoping that the Angels are having a good season, and I'm hoping that Syndergaard is balling out, like you said, because if he is, if I'm Perry before the All-Star break, I'm like, hey, man, look, we gave you a chance here in Anaheim. We paid you top dollar. We would like to continue to pay you top dollar. Would you like to sign an extension before you hit the market? Because, I mean, if he's balling out, dude, why not? If he's sitting there around the, the deadline with, like, you know, not the deadline, but the all-star break with 10, 11 wins already. Dude, come stay here. Stay in Anaheim. Because yep. <laughs> that's one less thing you're going to have to worry about in the offseason. Exactly. You'll have your anchor right there, you know. So I'm hoping that that's the, the scenario that comes to be because um, just a one-two punch with him and Otani. 
And if Sandoval logs those innings and, and keeps us in the game, pitches good, Reed Detmers, uh, Lorenzen, uh, if they all stay healthy, that's that's a nice five that for the first time in about four or five seasons or even longer, I could be like, all right, well, you know, we have a good chance of taking this series against, you know, say, for instance, the Mariners. I'm not sitting there like, shit, we got Cahill yeah. on Monday. <laughs> We're going to have to score like six runs before he gives up five. You know? <laughs> oh, man. That's how it's been, right? That's how bad it's been. God. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's been it's been pretty bad. <laughs> I mean, it's like I got tired of like you said, bargain base pitchers are guys that we're paying contracts to for prior accomplishments. It's like, no, Dick, this guy's been nursing a six ERA. Why are we paying him like yeah? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. <laughs> so there, there's just a lot of optimism, man. But I tell you this, you know, we gotta we gotta start. Worried about that Otani contract, though, man, that extension. Mm-hmm. Hopefully we can get it done sooner or later, you know, because uh, if he has another season like he did last year, I mean, that price is going to go through the roof. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially if, he, especially if he wins back-to-back MVPs. Yeah. We're, we're probably going to sit on something where it's higher than Trout. You oh, know? yeah. It's going to be hard to maintain that because you're seeing it right now. I mean, you're seeing the one-year deals. I mean, angels are handing out one-year deals. The only difference is we're getting we're getting bang for the buck. You know, we're not right. we're not kidding those bargain basement guys. We're getting guys that actually can pitch. So, um, you know, the 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 team itself, the organization's trending in the right direction, even though the off the field stuff is still in the, a pain in the ass. Um, was, do you have any other points as far as free agency? I don't know if I, I've skipped over anything you were going to get into. Uh, not really. It's just the fact that, you know, that Perry went out and got, you know, I don't, you know, this is for people who, you know, pay attention to fantasy sports, stuff like that, because I really feel like when you're talking about fantasy, you know, it, it dives in the numbers and stuff like that. It, it means something. Mm-hmm. And you have a guy like Perry that went out and got, two top 25 relief pitchers, uh, one of them being Rasio Iglesias, you know, we re-signed him. And then a guy like Aaron Loop, man, who had the lowest ERA in baseball last year. Wow. I mean, this guy is a stud. Mm-hmm. I don't know how the hell he fell in our laps. I, I honestly, you know, it's it's over the last couple of years, I don't know how some of these guys just fucking, how other teams just like, eh, we're all right. I just don't understand how some of these guys just made it to us. Mm-hmm. Especially how non-aggressive we were. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you right there. I mean, like we can literally go with uh, two guys at the back end of that bullpen that can get you five. To, you know, one guy could get four saves, the other guys or five, four outs, the other guy can get five to, mm-hmm. to to put the game away. So we don't have to have a seventh, eighth, and ninth guy. We can just have an eighth and ninth guy, or or seventh, eighth, and ninth guy with two guys instead of three. Um, you know, Iglesias did a bunch of times last year, five out saves, four out saves. Uh, he was just rock solid out there. So, yeah, those two guys alone are, are enough to scare any team from trailing later than the seventh inning. But you have other guys that are going to be in there to be like, hey, we're going to shut the door on this shit too. So, and oh, it's, yeah. especially with the shift still being manageable for baseball teams, you have that under your belt too. So, you have an easier time to get guys out and we have the bull. I mean, on paper right now, like I said, last week, the combined ERA of all these pitchers uh, is only 2.91. Wow. That's for the entire on the paper guys that are going to be on the angel staff. That's incredible. Going from like the last ranked 24th ranked, you know, all the way down to what they could be top five or better. Mm-hmm. And I really think that's that's going to be the case. I think this is a top five bullpen. Yeah, I think you're right, and and it's going to be exciting. I mean, uh, we got a lot of flame, you know, firearms in there. We got you know, and even if you're out of market or if you're in Alabama, you're an Angels fan. The Trash Pandas have a great team coming back. They went to the postseason. Salt Lake Bees did not have the greatest this season, but they had a lot of good performances. Um, you know, uh, Stefanik and and the the pitching was good. Uh, we're going to have that again with Salt Lake. Uh, so, I mean, this organization for the first time in a long time is coming together. 
And it may not be a coincidence that Perry is behind it. You know what I mean? Right. And it's like the last couple of years, like, you know, what we've been saying. It's like, you know, this team just, it doesn't do anything to win. And, you know, we sit here and complain and complain and complain. And for the, you know, for the first time, I would say maybe two or three years at least, Mm-hmm. It's starting to feel like maybe Artie's letting his general manager do his own thing. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe we're not going out and, sh- you know, shelling out hundreds of millions for starting pitching. But to be honest with you, when you look back at last season, is hundreds and hundreds of million dollars worth of starting pitching really what we needed, though? Because we had one of the, de- one of the dead last bullpens in all of baseball. Mm-hmm. And it's like I keep saying, if you had a bullpen that was worth a shit, last year and and maybe didn't blow at least 10 of those games we're a playoff team mm-hmm. and now with the upgrades that you've added to this team going from basically 24 to top five hopefully dude i mean i don't know how you can't have success and I, especially another thing over the last few years how many times have we said you know Good God, you know, we got the offense. You know, how we how many times are we going to score seven, eight runs and lose this fucking game? Mm-hmm. So now, you, I mean, really, you don't have any excuses. Offense needs to go out there and keep performing like they have. And now we finally got the bullpen. They can go in there and shut it the fuck down. Yeah, and you're not going to lose these games where, like, last year where it was a hell of a performance pitching, but the hitting didn't get going. So you're in a 1-1 game in the eighth inning. Then some guy comes in and – all of a sudden, final score from Anaheim, four to one sucks. You know, yep. that that's what <laughs> you know, even in tie games, we were like blowing it. So yep. yeah, I, I feel much better if we have a lead or a tide going late into games, and then you don't have that janky rule where the runners at second base in extra innings. So yeah, thank God, man. <laughs> I gotta work for it. So that's another feather in our cap if the bullpen is that good. You know, we're not behind the eight ball there either. So um I think for the first time in a long time, it's going to be down to hitting. You know, I have all the faith in the world in the pitching. And as we get closer to the regular season, it's just getting fun to talk about individual performances and now spring training. And then also we're going to be able to talk about division winners who we predict and everything. Then we have the 2002 stuff coming up. But I want your thoughts, seeing the first couple games real quick, on Mike Lorenzen's first appearance and Reed Detmers. Oh, I'm, I'm impressed. Well, today I was really impressed with Detmer, man. He was, he was balling five Ks. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's he looks like he's ready to go, dude. Mm-hmm. He he he's like, you know what? Let's just get this thing going. I'm ready to rock and roll. Give him my goddamn rookie of the year. <laughs> but I like Lorenzen too, man. I mean, you know, like you said, we keep we keep forgetting about the guy. Mm-hmm. But you know, there's a reason Perry went out and got him, and he and you know the other day. Uh, he looked really good, dude. Like, yeah, he did really two good. thirds as well. Yeah. Like, like, so I'm, you, I'm excited about those guys. What do you think of the differences from Reed? Because I picked up on, like, my difference. I mean, some people will say the pitching and everything, but his presence on the mound, though, he looked he looked more like – he looked scared last year at times. This year he looks just – I don't know, like this first game he looked dialed in, dude. Yeah, I think – yeah, I think it's – uh. You know, just having a full off season to focus on like, hey, you know, I'm getting a spring call up. I have a chance to make the major league club. You know, he's not he's not now he's not wondering, you know, oh, you know, I got to do this to try and make the major league club or, you know, I got, he's not dealing with minor league bullshit now. Mm-hmm. He can focus on making the big league club. He could just focus on pitching. And, I, you know, you get a focus read Dittmers, man. Whew. It could get scary. And it's scary to think we just drafted him in 2022. So it wasn't like we drafted him like in 2017. Right. He's up there fast. I, I mean, and that that should tell you something right there. Yeah, yeah. And we're gonna see we're gonna see probably three or four more of him come through the minors because yeah, <laughs> because of who and, and and how they they're drafting these guys, man. So mm-hmm. um for the first time in a long time, you know, with Perry being here and him focusing a lot more on pitching, this team sort of seems like they're coming together like the Atlanta Braves. You know, the Braves yep. kind of built themselves around pitching before they found Acuna, before they started getting other guys to fill the void along with Freeman. 
uh, their hitting wasn't really that strong suit until that World Series year of last year. So, uh, you know, we'll see. But, uh, you know, I, I'm definitely liking where this team's going right now. And and uh, obviously they got to play the games. But uh, Right. Well, can I ask you a question? Go for it, man. What do you – or I should say, how do you feel about Upton taking some uh, reps at first base? Has he? Uh, that's it. Uh, apparently uh, – I mean, I haven't read too much more into it, but apparently that might be the plan going forward in order to be able to get Adele and uh, Marsh in the lineup at the same time. Man, where would you put Walsh, though? Oh, you know, you'd still have him as the starting first baseman. Upton would just kind of be your backup, I guess. Kind of a platoon-type deal. I'd be like – You know, it's, it's, I guess it's, you know, got to play the contract. I'd just get rid of his ass like we did Pujols, <laughs> to be honest with you. Exactly. Uh, you know – if he could catch, I think he'd be the perfect <laughs> catch. Because granted, he's never played first base in his life. Yeah, yeah. He's never played. I don't even think he's played the infield, right? He's been always out. <laughs> it's like that scene out of Moneyball. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, what are we going to teach one of the fans how to play first base? <laughs> you know what? He's done wilder things because uh, didn't Oakland a few years ago, they uh, this kid was – uh, they had this machine, a pitching machine, to see how fast you could throw a ball. And he threw a 97, and, and he, he wasn't in college. He wasn't uh, – he only played high school baseball briefly. And Oakland wound oh. up taking him, and I think he's close to AAA already. No was, shit. Yeah, sorry. Wow. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> but I would take, uh, you know, if the opportunity arisen, if he could play first base, that's just another, you know, uh, way you can, like you said, play Marsh and Adele. Because, I mean, there's just so many uh, things that, you know, you're, you're hamstrung by Upton's contract, unfortunately. Yep. And the thing is, when he's on, he could hit and he could carry a team. So you you always forget you have that power bat in the lineup, but then there's those times where it's just like he can't hit the broadside of a barn. And oh, he- it's like sometimes he forgets even how to locate a fastball, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You figure one of the easier pitches to hit as you get older – you know, and he can't even – some days he's just like, yeah. can you throw it yet? <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, it's crazy with Upton because you hang a slider or a curveball, he ain't going to miss it. But, boy, yeah. you, could, you could burn a fastball or change it by him like nothing. So, I don't and know. It, it seems like at this stage of the game, he's one of them streaky kind of guys. Very you much. Know, you know, when, he go, when he's hot, he's fucking locked in, dude. But when he's cold, hang it the fuck up, we're done. Yeah, bench. <laughs> yep. It's just okay. Here's here's my question to you: Does he last the whole season on the roster? Oh man, <laughs> um, that's tough. Uh, I'd say if the Halos are playing some lights out ball, and maybe could use an upgrade somewhere, especially in the pitching department. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, especially if Canning is, you know, if he's down there in the minors or something, he's pitching lights out. That's tough, dude. Uh, if that's the scenario, I would think the Angel would be willing to maybe eat a good, you know, at least half of that contract to get rid of him and bring somebody in. But, I mean, yeah, I don't know, dude. <laughs> it's tough. No, I'm with you there. I mean, I just I, – I can't see him batting 210 with 12 homers and maybe 36 RBIs, 37 RBIs, and a shitload of strikeouts in August. So, like, for me, if he's putting up those numbers, you, I think you eat the contract, like you said, at least what's left, because ain't no one going to take him. You ain't going to package him in nothing. You may get lucky, and maybe he balls out, and he has maybe 15 homers before the break, and he's got, like, 50 RBIs, and then another team's looking at him like, hey, you know, we need an outfielder. We had an injury, and it's like, okay, well, you need pitching too? You can take Canning and this guy. We want this guy to help us out, this stud. You know, maybe you could package him that way, pay the rest of his contract. We've talked about that a lot, but oh yeah. But the, I mean, the best case scenario would be that if he had those numbers and he's getting better pitches to hit because of the guys that are in the lineup being healthy, and he could help us make a postseason run. I mean, we, I, I'm, honestly, I love the guy. I wish nothing but success for him. It's not like I hate the guy, but his, right. his contract, and then like you said, he's so streaky. You know, we need consistency, not inconsistency. Yeah, it's like you said, the ideal scenario for Upton would for him to be fully healthy this year, 
or at least healthy ish. Yeah. And, and maybe, you know, go out with a fucking career year, man. Yes. You know, fall the fuck out. You know, that would be idea because, you know, a healthy Upton, you know, when he when he's when he's hot, he is fucking he's one of the best in the league, man. Yeah. I mean, there's no denying that. So, I mean, that would be idea for Angels fans because there should be no Angel fans that wants to see Upton fail this year. Or I mean, ideally, you want to see that son of a bitch succeed. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it may mean that probably a guy like Marsha or Dell may not see as much playing time, but who gives a fuck? As long as nothing's healthy, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And these guys know best that, you know, if they'll be cheering, I mean, as much as they don't, they want their individual status to go up and everything. I know Adele wants to be the, the everyday left fielder or whatever. And same thing with Marsh. And, but if you think about it, it's a team game and you're not going to win anything if, if you're, you know, against your teammate. So, yeah, I mean, Upton, I'm sure they want him to succeed, and I'm hoping he can because, I mean, you think about it, this too, I think he's, what, going to be 36 this year or something like that. Um, he may have another two-year deal upcoming if he if he plays uh, his, his balls right. No, that sounded wrong. Um, <laughs> <laughs> if he – it sounded wrong right when I thought about it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> No, nah, if he if he gets out there and, and maybe tears it up, maybe he can latch on to another team, you know, as a designated hitter, you know, and, and not have to be the everyday outfielder in his next contract. But uh, you know, like you said, we never rooted against pool holes to suck. We just made fun of him when he did suck. You yeah. know, because we wanted him to hit thirty home run home runs and a hundred RBIs, but he just never did it after a while. So exactly. No, and, and you. It's, you know, it's like I said. You wanna you wanna see the guy succeed. I mean, because as long if he's succeeding, we're succeeding. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just how it is, man. Yeah. And you're right. You're right. Um, if he can, if he can show he he still got it, and especially if he can stay healthy ish, with the designated hitter rule the way it is now, I could easily see his his career being extended a couple more years. Especially if he doesn't have to play, you know, a position every day. He just you know slot him in, you know, to bat. He'll be fine, especially in the National League. Oh yeah, you have all these teams now that are going to need an extra player in the yep. National League. So it's not just the American League where you're fighting the same old designated hitters. Other guys can trans uh, transform from an outfielder position to extend their career to a designated hitter. Nelson so, Cruz, he's doing it. He's already in his forties. Oh yeah. So a lot of these guys are going to hang around. That's why I figured that was what Pujols was cheering for the most of this offseason was please make it a universal DH because I will have a job to to get my 700 home runs. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Those guys are going to extend their careers. I'm surprised Yadier, you know, didn't do that with his career. He could primarily play another couple of years, too, as a DH. But Oh, yeah. Easy. Who wants to stay that catcher route? Yeah. But, um, you know, we'll have to keep an eye on that, too. Not to say Stassi can't do his thing, but maybe they're a team that's going to start to suck that has a good catcher. Maybe the Angels kind of be like, we need a catcher, you know. Wilson Contreras over in Chicago, man. Yeah, yeah. I've been, I, I, I've been clamoring for that guy for two years now. <laughs> you have, you have, you have. Uh, oh, man, it's just certain. It's it's frustrating sometimes as a fan. Like we we, you'll have teams that like the Mets that'll go out there and just give you a real happy off season. You can't say shit. You can't complain. And then you have teams like us over the years, and we're like, will it please just do something. <laughs> you know, frustrate you because you see a guy that's like worth it. Just spend a million more here, and you'll get them. They don't yeah. want it. So we've had a mixture of that this year. We've had a few that have gotten away, but we've brought a few in too. So Yeah, and I'm very happy with the guys that we brought in. I mean, go get your vote for Perry shirts right now, y'all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know what? And that's one of the shirts I don't have from uh, the Heaty Baseball Network merchandise, so you might want to look into that if you haven't already. But vote for Perry. I got to get that shirt. <laughs> by the way look at that banner behind you i just want to uh that mean mug of troy Percival right there <laughs> i love that uh he was definitely a gamer and all those greats up there garrett anderson and Eckstein and gloss you know oh, yeah that's that's a sick poster we yeah, have down here you got a uh, washburns spezio one of the heroes oh yeah there's a uh, kingfish Absolutely, boy K Rod right down there. Man, you gotta love that dude. And that, oh, that I is, love this poster. And see that it. Yeah, we've already looked at the promos. 
Do you know their promo nights on Wednesday for the 2002? On a Wednesday. That's horrible, dude. Yeah. I mean, why would that not be on a Saturday night, especially on a firework night? Yeah, we, we're going to – I have a feeling we're going to be carrying the torch for these guys all year. We Are have we, been so far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, wait till well, – what do we got going on here in a couple weeks here, man? Got our, we got our big 20th anniversary World Series watch party. Absolutely. Oh, I'm looking forward to that. Yes, we we actually have a uh, you know a few pods between that to talk about how the team was constructed, the regular season, the playoff run, and then like Randy said, we have a game six, game seven, probably with multiple guys from this page sitting back and watching the game with you, pitch by pitch, and enjoying the game six comeback and the euphoria of the game seven championship. Man, I'm looking forward. To that. <laughs> oh man, you! I can never get enough uh, Angels World Championship footage, man. Oh yeah, I like some new stuff, but yeah. you know, I'll keep watching the old stuff until then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I would like to because I you know we made fun of Dodger fans, and, and I'm still making fun of them because the last real World Series championship came on VHS. And uh, I, I would like to say, uh, you know, hey, man, we streamed the World Series championship. You, know, <laughs> you guys are still watching VHS. But, That's right. But, yeah, so man. We want to show these Dodgers and these Rams fans and all that how to have a real championship parade. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Not with, like, 30 people on the sideline or nobody. <laughs> they probably paid them to show up. Yeah. They had the price tag still on their jerseys. <laughs> So pathetic oh man uh but but yeah we're we're looking forward to it. 20 year anniversary it's hard to believe it's already here uh, uh yeah dude i was just thinking that too i can't believe it's been fucking 20 years man yep i, I still remember and I'm, I'll, I'll share this too when we do the watch party but when spezio hit that ball i was on my couch and our living room was big so we had the tv uh you know far away a good like 10 15 feet I was sitting against the wall because I was just sitting there like, oh, man, you know, this is an effed up game. But when he hit it, I remember, like, jumping off the couch, sliding across across the floor on my knees and just going, go, 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 go. And it went <laughs> oh yeah i ran out my grandma's door screaming and mind you at this time you know she's long past but at this time man she was living in an older folks home dude oh. and i was getting ready to go to culinary school that at the end of that week and oh man i'm sitting there i'm sitting there when he hit that home run dude i'm running out like oh my god dude i wanted to start getting naked and shit i'm waking up all the fucking old people and all that i was like i don't give a shit <laughs> i know that the and, you know, I've waited. I've now waited longer for my second world championship than I waited for my first one because I was 18 when they won the first one. Mm, yeah, you should figure. I waited about. You know, I got it about 15 years. I waited for that first world, and now we're now we're here at the 20 year mark. Yeah, I'm starving for another one. Damn it! <laughs> I'm telling you, if history repeats itself, hopefully it does. You know, in '95, you know, we had that that good year, and then the collapse, and then we oh, had yeah. seven dull ass years. Till the 2002. Well, after the last playoff run in 14, we've had seven dull ass years. So it's oh, time. Shit. It's time. It could be time. Ooh, Todd's writing his own narrative, baby. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I Pushing love the it. Championship. <laughs> Pushing it, man. We got, we got the squad, man. It's just like, like we were saying the other day. You just got to stay healthy, man. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and, and you get in the post, like I said, you get in the postseason, you can't script October. Anything can happen. Anything can happen and take away the lollipop year from a couple years ago. Look at last year, though. The Atlanta Braves, who would have thought midseason Atlanta would be the team? Everyone was saying, oh, Atlanta's like the team that just snake bitten. They got a lot of injuries or underperforming. And then look where they wind up in the World Series. Yeah, they made two key trades and bam, change yeah. the season around. Yeah, they change your outfield three times. And then you go up against the Brewers. And I, I didn't, I wrote them off. I'm like, well, Braves are going to get swept. And they sweep the Brewers. Yep. You know, and then they and then they take on the Dodgers. I'm like, well, that's an easier track for the Dodgers to get back to the World Series. Nope. They took out the Dodgers. So, I mean, it shocked me last year, man. Mm -hmm. The only team that I saw that was comparable to that was, I think, a few years back when the um, 
the uh, Cardinals were barely over 500, maybe like two games over 500. They somehow made the playoffs in a week central, and they went on to win the whole damn thing. Right. So, like you said, you just get hot at the right time, and who knows what can happen, man. Just Look at the Angels in 2002. We weren't supposed to beat the fucking Yankees or the Twins. We were Hell sp- no, dude. And we, we whooped sp- their ass. Oh, yeah. We were supposed to be lucky just to be there. That's all it was. Yeah. So, yeah we should have never got past the Yankees, dude. And the, oh, New- yeah. the New York media just saw us as a stepping stone to Oakland. And both oh, yeah. those teams got knocked out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nobody thought it was going to be Angels-Twins. Nope. That, that was just a year of destiny, dude. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And then, and then speaking of that that year, uh, and we brought up Dusty Baker earlier. Can you believe that's the other thing that will age a lot of us? Dusty Baker's kid that was rescued <laughs> by A.T. Snow, he made his AAA debut. Yep. <laughs> Did you see what Dusty said when they, when he, when they sent him out for the lineup uh-uh. card or whatever? Dusty looks at the other coach and he's like, oh, that's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, not AAA debut, uh, Major League, yeah. Right. Yeah, that's crazy, dude. I mean, I was uh, I was having this conversation with somebody in the Halo fam about this today, too. It's like, good God, dude. I mean, that just makes you feel real old, man. Because he was just a little tiny thing about ready to get ran over by JT Snow, you know? Oh, I know. And now here he is playing fucking Major League Baseball. I still don't understand how you have that many guys. And think about it. It's 25 usually. I forget how many are in the dugout because you guys – you got guys in the bullpen. But when it's the playoffs, you have all the guys who are on the 40-man roster, and then you got media and everything. How did that little tyke just make it out of the dugout all the way to freaking home plate with nobody seeing him? I mean, Mid-play, too. Yeah. Like, I get I get it. He was the bat boy or whatever for the, for, for the series or whatever. Yeah. But how did nobody pull him back while he was r- literally running out there while the fucking play was still going on? Like, oh, 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 get his ass! Yeah, yeah, Jesus exactly. Christ, man, <laughs> that, he got he got real lucky though, man. I mean, it could have gone bad. It would have been real sad I mean, if something happened. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah it, it could have got tragic. But but yeah, I mean, it's cool, man, to see him. You know, here we are, what twenty years later, and he's playing major league baseball. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, and that's the other thing too. We've seen a lot around the league about second generation players like Toronto's full of them and oh, yeah. you, you got a lot of guys who are, oh I remember his dad when he played and it's it's a pretty cool throwback so uh yep. so, yeah I mean uh if Torrey Hunter's son could ever come up to the organization that's another guy right there uh he's in oh, the Eagles yeah. organization but uh but yeah I mean there's a lot to look forward to we've harped on that a lot tonight you got anything else besides uh oh we didn't even tell him when when is that the the 2002 celebration when does it kick off Oh, the weekend of April second and the third, six p.m. There you go. We'll, we'll be we'll be posting something with some information on it for you guys. Yeah, there you go. So we're well, make sure you're there, everybody. You asses better be there. <laughs> yeah, we want to hear your comments, what you were thinking, the whole nine yards. I mean, because we're gonna be chiming in too. Yeah, I want to know what was going on in your lives. You know, when this was happening. Yeah, because we'll read all the comments. We'll get to the comments. We'll just be like, hey, you know, if you have a story to tell, what what it meant to you, everything. So it should be a lot of fun coming up here soon oh yeah so you got anything else for this episode randy no nah, that's it brother Covered everything yeah as we get closer we're gonna get into more stats and then we're gonna really it's really gonna be like hey man who got snubbed for the roster who who got lucky to be on the roster we're gonna get into all that there's a lot to talk about we'll talk about stuff that's gonna be happening with the broadcasting crew because it seems to be changing on a weekly basis uh <laughs> God, gone through so many goddamn uh broadcasters more than our pitchers um uh, uh but yeah we got that to deal with and then uh yeah and then the regular season is just right around the freaking corner dude just a few a couple weeks away oh man i can't wait yeah yeah we're gonna see how things go baseball season is back baby hell yeah dude i could finally forget about my seahawks <laughs> losing russell wilson uh. <laughs> uh, see and who would have thunk it, bro? You're you're just as excited for this season as you are the Jets' upcoming season, man. You got a lot to look forward to. Oh, dude, I know, <laughs> man. My sports life is starting to turn around. Woo! There you go. That's <laughs> touching me in places I'm not used to. <laughs> <laughs> you're on my nipples, man. <laughs> you're excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
Check out these nipples. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. All right. It just feels good to have two teams finally got some GMs that know what the fuck they're doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's, it's, it's amazing what, um, what you could do if you let your people, if you get the right people first off and you let them do their job. And I think that's what we've been clamoring exactly. for so long. I still don't think he's 100% in control, but I think he did give at least – he at least let Perry drive the car on the weekends. You know what I mean? He's not let him drive the car sure. the entire week, but he's let him drive on the weekends. Right. So that's more than what – that's more than what uh, – that's more than what our buddy uh, in Epler got to do. Epler was in the back seat all the time. Yep. So, yeah. All the time. Yeah. yeah. He, he felt like he was just getting Ubered everywhere. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> There's our show for this week. And any any final comments you want to promote anything before we get out of here? Uh, no, you know, just check out the merch shop. You know, be ready for that 20th anniversary watch party. And let's just go, Angels, man. This is going to be an exciting season, folks. Buckle up and get fucking ready, man. Absolutely. All right. So for Todd Fox and our always impressionable fan. Randy Oz, baby. There you go. And Fernando, <laughs> stay safe out there wherever you're traveling to. We'll catch up with you later in the week.